Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Sunday. A day to worship. Worship a small egg-shaped ball. Oh no, he drops the ball. Just as Respect the ball. You're simply the best. Long live the weekend. Long live rugby league. Woo! Oh, you gotta love your rugby league. Two, three, four. Hey, let's go. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Triple M Sunday Sydney. And a very good afternoon. Welcome back to it. We do it thanks to our mates at Brighton's lawyers, Kenty Hoops. So too Gordy Tallis and Maroon. Loads and loads of tweets and whatnot about. Uh, uh, people saying Happy Father's Day. We're listening here. We're listening there. We're listening at Bulleye Caravan Park. We're listening up here in Budgie Woy. Uh, lots and lots of people saying they're loving you on Fox League Hoops, and which, to which I say I'm not surprised at that. You are capital G for great is what I say, Hoops, and it's good to have you here today. Does anyone Did anyone get anything good for Father's Day? What about you, Gordy? Uh, I got a little, actually, my beautiful wife Gemma got little Billy. My son's now 19 months. Put his little handprint and he did a little uh-huh. painting for me, which is actually really cute. That's yeah, awesome. That's Made with his little fat sausage fingers. Yeah. So I can just see what his hand <laughs> looks like. Little, from. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like a little elephant's foot, actually. But, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cool. Fat fingers. Yeah, no, but it was cool. And uh, a few things that um, I can do with the kids over the next few months. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Hoops. Mate, the best things I got, uh, my kids did a couple of things at school, you know, yep. like just cards that they made up. That their teachers yeah. obviously get them to do stuff. But when I picked them up on Friday, Arvo, they couldn't wait to give them to me. So, yeah, yeah I, I thought that was a, a nice touch. Yeah. You were yours early then? Yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, yep. Friday. Yep. I'm getting mine late. Mm. Well, oh, yeah. My kids, my kids made me cards as well. The only problem is they're 25 and 23, so I thought maybe <laughs> they could have bought me something. What did you get? <laughs> <laughs> you, you were whinging you about, the, whinge you about whinge whinge your family, whinge family on, He was whinging to me, kidding. Gordon, on the I way here. He opened the cards up and there was no money in them. <laughs> no, I was only kidding. They didn't make me cards. Yeah, what about well, you, Paul? I'm, uh, I'm having a Father's Day tonight, Anthony. Okay, so, Evie's yeah. coming over tonight. And yep. Okay, beautiful. Well, happy Father's Day to all the dads. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, let's talk, let's talk a little bit of footy for uh, us Rabbitohs fans. Uh, Melbourne beat the Rabbitohs 22 points to 16. I thought the Bunnies were going to win that game. Um, but um, let's talk about some of the controversial issues in and around the game. Boys, I know you all watched it. Let me start with you, Hoops. Cameron Smith's pass for a winning try. There was a couple of suggestions that was forward. It was forward. From mm. the angles that I've seen uh, on the television cameras, and I know that they can be deceptive, but uh, the ones that I saw look conclusive, and there's no question that it looked forward. Mm. So it was a big call uh, at a critical time in the game, and Big Tino obviously went over and scored the try. Yeah. Yeah, disappointing, but uh, it just happens sometimes, doesn't it? it yeah. But don't, when do we going to – I'm not saying this because it's a South game. I've said this before. You Gordy, are saying When are we going to revisit the thing with the forward pass? Now, obviously, we've got – Because the, you come up with the analogy, the fly in the car, and you're travelling 60 yeah, k's an yeah, hour. Yeah. Yes. Right? Can it's we all, get the fly in the car again? Yeah, Let's sure. get the fly in the all car right. out again. Okay, you're driving along in a in a car. It could be any car from any era. Let's, for this topic, pick a XY Falcon Futura. And you're driving along in it, and there's a, a, a fly in the car. You hit the brakes. You hit the brakes. Does the fly go through the front windscreen, through the back windscreen, or stay exactly where it is, Paul? <laughs> he stays where he is, Anthony. He? Yes. Right. He's not heavy enough to... Uh, 
to be affected by what's happening. Okay. Is it hoops? Does this have anything to do? Do you think with uh, Pythagoras's? A theory no, no, or that's the parallax of errors plan. or anything? Well, that's, what's that? That's, that's the Broncos, the Broncos game, game plan. plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Please don't. So I what I'm saying. Trouble. It's like I always pick on them, but I just laugh at your jokes now. Let, let's, what I'm saying mm. here is, what I'm saying here is, we can't, oh, all right, we can't look, go up to the Anthony, bunker. Anthony, the pass was probably forward. Would you okay? let me finish? Look, there, it's it, gone. The, the game about- is gone. You lost the game. You can't get the two points no, back. No, okay. I'm not, I'm not even worried about that because I'm living a new life, free of all that. Mm. All right? <laughs> I, I forgive. I can I tell forgive. by the way you're dressed. You're living a new life. Let, let, let's let's just say. I, I, I get your point. Why, if we can, if we can use the the, the video cameras these days for, for offsides, yeah, for everything okay, else. Okay, which sometimes can get crazy angles. Why can't we use it for the for the uh, forward passes? Forward pa- mm. What what I think, you know, what I think will happen. It'll mm. just change uh, our place of argument. So at the moment we argue, why can't we do that? Once we get to it, we'll then just to revert to some people saying, well, I think it went forward. And people saying, well, I, don't, I think it went backwards. Mm. Or people go, I think it went forward. And other people go, no, I thought it was momentum. Yeah. And mm. we'll just, it'll just change where we actually have the argument yes. about the, the past. But in some instances, it's like the, the video referee with a try. It was brought in to stop the howler. Okay. So, yeah, okay, it stops the howler. But what we've done now is we've changed the point of the argument. So we just, you hear two commentators sitting there going, well, I think he's got that down. And the other one will go, I, I don't think it did. Hmm. Now, if two blokes sitting in a commentary box can't decide, how do you expect the entire rugby league population to agree, hmm. right? And because of that, you're then going to have a split argument out there in the rugby league community. So you don't really solve the problem. And, and I think the forward pass with the video referee being able to uh, adjudicate on that, I don't think – it's really going to solve the problem. It may may minimise it, mm. but it won't won't fix it. Amazing stat: Melbourne have beaten South twenty eight times to five in their history, which is just amazing to think in this day and age. Anyway, that's what happened. Melbourne won the game. Let's have a look at some of the uh, issues to come out of the game. Obviously, um, uh, Cameron Smith and the future of Cameron Smith. I'm going to play you some audio of what Craig Bellamy said after the game about Cam- Cameron Smith. He's finding it hard to make a decision by the sound of it. But um, as I said, you know, I'm not going to change my mind on, you know, what I've said all along. You know, at the end of the day, I, for me, he deserves to, you know, have the time that he wants. Um, you'd like to think that it's getting close. Um, you know, the club obviously would, ideally, would like a decision. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to put any pressure on him. Um, and, you know, we've got... You know, with our um, salary cap plans, you know, we've got a plan if he plays and we've got a plan if he doesn't play. So, um, you know, as I said, you know, for me, for what he's done for our club and what he's done for the game in general, I, I think he deserves to decide you know, in his own time. Um, and, you know, obviously there's been a lot of commentary about it and I can understand that, you know, as a club, you know, we would like the answer sooner rather than later. But like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to what I've, I've said all along, that um, when he's ready to make a decision, he will. And I'll support him 100% in whatever that decision is. I've got no doubt that he could play again if he wants to. But I think you know, I was just reading something there this morning or someone showed me something about what, what Wayne said. Um, you know, and he's obviously seen a lot of great players uh, come to the end of their careers and I think he made the point that they know 
when it's the end. They know when it's time to, um, you know, to, to give it away. Um, so whether Cameron's grappling with that at the moment, whether he's not quite sure, I, I, I'm not quite sure about that. But um, it was interesting, you know, what Wayne said, and I, you know, I think he's probably right. You know, um, the real good ones, the, the great ones, you know, they do know when it's time, and then they make that decision. Okay, there's Craig Bellamy, the coach of the Melbourne Storm, talking about the future of Craig Bellamy, and there's no question. Cameron Craig, Smith. What did I say? Craig Bellamy talking about the future of Craig Bellamy. Sorry about that. A big night. Big uh, big Father's Day uh, night in, if you I know where the, I'm coming from. I, I think the pants <laughs> are cutting off the circulation to your brain. But it wasn't a big Red night because couldn't get out of those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But listen, it's, it's, it's a tough decision. You know, and I heard Paul and, you know, people think that it's selfish. But I think for Cameron, you know, I asked myself, is Harry Grant better than him now? That's no. Is Brandon Smith better than him now? No. Is he going to be better than him next year? Is he going to have a better career than him and win more competitions? I'd have to say no to both of those guys. Is Cameron Smith still in the best five players of the game? Absolutely. And the decision I, you know, when I retired, I was driving past the Paddo Tavern and I never got distracted. I think we spoke last week about, you know, the first ever grand final I played and I saw Tina Turner and I knew that. Every other big game that I ever played, I didn't know who the halftime entertainment was. I didn't know who was doing the, you know, anything. I just knew what my job was supposed to do. I was driving down. It was a beautiful hot day. It was just coming out of winter. Families are walking to the game and a couple of mates are having a schooner in the Paddo Tavern. I thought, geez, I'd love to be there. Mm. So that was the moment when I knew that I'd had enough because I got distracted. And for Cameron Smith, he's got to know that decision. He's got to know whether he wants to pay the price to do another preseason and can he still cut it. Yeah. And then there's, do I have to stay at Melbourne and then take up these two guys' role in the club that I helped build? Do I put them back if these guys leave? And if I go to another club, do I get given the keys to the city? It's a big decision. It's a big decision, but I think – 90% 90% of people I hear talk about this are talking about the wrong thing. So Cameron deserves as much, yeah, it deserves to take his time for this, to make mm. this decision, okay? But he's been given that. There'd be no other player at the club, any club would be allowed, when they take up so, such a significant portion of the salary yeah. cap, would be allowed to leave it as late as three games left in the season to make yeah. a decision, which he still hasn't. Yeah. So that's one, okay? That's a fair point. He knew it was coming, Gordon. That's the other thing. It's not like somebody just jumped on him at some point and said, mate, you need to make it. He's known from round one that the Storm are waiting on a decision, that Brandon Smith and the Harry Grant will be affected by the decision, and he still hasn't made his decision after round one where we had a nine-week break. We're now at round 17, Mm. okay? So he's he's had 26 weeks so far. Well, maybe he's changing his decision, Paul. So well, maybe that, he that probably might, started but, the preseason Gordon, going, this is my last year, and right. now he's starting to play good. That he's might going, be right, Gordon. Can I squeeze more that out of this? That might be right. That might be right. What? But he knew at some point yep. he had to make a decision. Now, the, I, I'd be fascinated because Craig Bellamy said there, it's getting close to time to make the decision. Yeah. Now, the Storm, they're not have the courage to come out publicly and say what they've been saying privately, which is they wish he'd hurry up and make a decision. Okay? Now, Craig Bellamy, I'm fascinated to know what Bellamy's plan is if he plays and if he doesn't play. He said that in there. We've got a plan. You know, we've got a plan if he does play. 
on and we've got a plan if he does. I'd like to know what they're thinking because mm. I don't know where, what what do they do with that money. They've got the best part of a million bucks in their cap that, that's just being sat to the side while this Cameron Smith makes his decision. So where do they spend that with three weeks to go in the, in, in the competition and a competition is going to end at the end of October and they're expected back training. It's easy. They just extend the two hookers. Extend the two hookers. Yeah, mate. If if that million dollars is sitting there and your number one hooker goes, and you got those two guys sitting there that can share the role, and Brandon can, you know, come on at a pinch and play the way he does, and you can give Harry Grant some more time off because he's so courageous. So you around think the that run. money would go? I don't see Brandon Smith and Harry Grant are already contracted. No, yeah, wouldn't. But, they're already contracted. Yeah, you don't need to give them but any not money. Long term, I would well, extend them. But that, but that long term. It's irrelevant because long-term, there's not money. Long-term means you're going to give them money for two or three years down the track. There's not money set aside for Cameron Smith two or three years down the track. It's for next year. So whatever that money is going to get spent, it's going to be for next year where you've already got Brandon Smith and Harry Grant on contract. So you don't need to give them any money next year. So what, what what are they gonna? What are the plans? You would you would you would top them up that money so they're cheaper down the line. I don't. Well, that that could be that could be it. Okay. But I, I just want to know why. Uh, I just want to know why. Given look, I think Cameron Smith has been given the respect. Everybody says, "Oh, look, he's he given what he's done in the game." Give him any more respect? Hundred uh, uh, percent. Yeah, everyone says, given what he, he deserves the respect to make the decision. No, that's true. But there also comes a time when it's now incumbent upon Cameron for what's best for the club, yeah. to make a decision. What do we think? And I think we're getting to that point. What do we think is going to happen? A, he's going to finish his career at Melbourne. B, he's going to go to another club. I think Brisbane have ruled themselves out. I've got out. no idea. Or C, I don't he, think he's going to go pull, to another club. Do you think he's just going to no. pull the pin? Do you think he's going to play? It'll be I, Melbourne or nothing. Yeah, mate. I, I, I think that's why the decision's so hard. I think because he's probably thinking, I want to stay here. I've got one more year. I don't want to go somewhere and start fresh. Hmm. I think I... I think that's why the decision's so hard. I reckon a couple of years ago it might have been easier for him. I I really do think it's a tough decision. If I was 47 and I was driving around, and that was my article today in the Sunday Mail, is all those things. You've got Harry Grant. I don't want to stop talent from coming through. I don't want to ruin the club that I helped build, and there's got to be a legacy that I leave leave the joint in a better position. If I play one more year, well, well, I'm not going to leave it in a better position because we're going to lose the next best two hookers coming through the game. Okay. It's a tough decision. All right. Away from Cameron Smith now, boys, just quickly, um, <clears throat> where do we do we see the Rabbitohs as being well, – how far can they go? Can the Rabbitohs win the comp, do you think, Paul? Wow. Uh, I would, this time last week I would have thought no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way they went after Melbourne the other night, I, I, they were pretty good. Mm. Yeah. And I think they'd need a lot to go right for them, but I think it can go right for them. Not- you don't reckon they needed to beat – the storm, given they led sixteen ten, and the the errors in the second half, and yeah, well, but oh, I thought, you just cut the errors down hoops, and, yeah. and they win the game. Yeah, oh. if they'd won that game, Kenty, and that might, would have made it six wins in a row, they're building yeah. perfectly at the right time but, of the season. I'm saying, no, but they I reckon they could that. have won the comp. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they now get I'm mental damage no. out of it. So, so like sometimes you I'm lose, no. right? So like yeah. sometimes you lose and you go, "Oh my god, we were that close," and it's and it's about what's our side. And Wayne Bennett didn't talk about Melbourne; it was about us. And I just heard like all of his triggers in his press conference. Mm. It takes me back to when Brisbane. Hey, mate, it's not about them tonight. It was about us. Yep. And South weren't too far away, so Wayne would be licking his lips to go. But well, we played the side that never beats himself, mm. and we had them beat, and we lost it. 
Mm-hmm. He wouldn't say that Melbourne, like, you can't go there and say that Melbourne beat him. He'd go, God, see us, you know. And I reckon that they'd be disappointed mm-hmm. in themselves and not go, well, they blew us off the park and we had no answer. South had a lot of yeah. answers the other They'll night. They'll get encouragement the, out of it. The yeah. crucial thing was, though, by losing that game Friday night, they forfeit the opportunity to maybe finish top four. Yeah. I think if they'd finished in the top four, then they're fairing them legitimate title contenders. Now that they've dropped back, Newcastle have won, all those sorts of elements, I just can't see how they can get on a roll and win it. Okay, boys, we're going to take a break. Paul Kent, James Hooper, and so too Gordon Tallis. There's a call coming in here, an interesting one from the beautiful area of Mansfield in Brisbane on one triple three five three. Uh, I think it's Tony. Tony, what did you want to say, mate? Going back, obviously, to our talk about forward passes, I said I think it's time we rule on them with the bunker. What did you want to say? Well, I think we definitely have to do something about it because so many times we all see forward passes. We've brought in the captain's challenge and the bunker to eliminate the howler. Why can't the captain's challenge be on a particular try-scoring moment? Rule on forward pass then. They can have a couple of looks of replay. If they think it's forward, they rule on. But obviously, if it's a howler, the captain can challenge it. If it's not a howler, he won't. He'll tuck it away and he'll save it for later on in the game. But they still only get one challenge. Mm. Yeah, it's not. Look, it, it works. Yeah. But I don't think it necessarily fixes the mm. problem. Good on you, Tony. That's a good. Uh, good. Look, the howler's topic. easy to spot, okay, theoretically. And theoretically, the bunker should get it should get it right every time. But there's human error involved. The referee should spot the howler. And then when it's not a howler and it's line ball, we should trust the referee. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there. Thank you, Tony, for your call. One triple three five three. As we like to say around here, our listeners are our best. Uh, what? Uh, researchers, um, we love having you call in one triple three five three anytime <laughs> at all. We're going to take a, just a long you time don't let through. <laughs> lot of long time listeners of this show. Oh, yeah, Bruno absolutely. always writes yeah. in. Always on tweets. Bruno. Well, we get yeah. a couple. Yeah, some people still sending in snail mail. When we return, <laughs> they don't call you two scoops for nothing. Two scoops hoops is going to find out what's happening in rugby league news as Triple M rocks the footy. Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. The Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back to it. We're doing it thanks to our friends at Bryden's lawyers. They are our friends, but if you need to uh, hire their services, they are the most professional uh, in the Sydney region. Uh, Bryden's lawyers, they Protect, they commit, protect and succeed. Brydens.com.au with Paul Kent, James Triceps Hooper. Gordon, tell us, g'day to all the dads too who have to work this afternoon. Like all our mates working the NRMA and the Queensland equivalent, the RACQ. Is that yeah. right, Gordy? RACQ. And, yeah, I just got a um, an email here from uh, Jason Sucker, who's uh, one of the NRMA boys working on an F.E. Holden. Looks like an F.E. Holden, which is a, an older one of the Holdens. Jason, so, is yeah. he a manly supporter, Jason? Isn't no, he's he? a South man. South guy. Yeah, I South think I've met Jason. Yeah, you might have. You might have met him hanging around me or something over the years. Uh, two scoops hoops. James Triceps Hooper, who was up early today. He was at junior <laughs> footy and then he had to do his tricep dips and he had to uh, get his car. grip push-ups. Yeah, did you do all that? What do you, I did yeah? that. Yeah. You wear, do you wear your footy shorts at home when you're doing that? Or? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Neighbours watching or no, no. no neighbours watching. He likes to train his skins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like you, Anthony. I don't hop on the stepper in the nude. Now all that's up to you. What you do, what you want to do in Actually, your own house. Actually, why don't you enlighten everybody? What was that fabric you were telling me about that you're wearing now, rather than football shorts? <laughs> I said, see, and now, didn't we have a chat? We no, weren't going Anthony, to out. No, uh, Anthony, no. please enlighten us. Okay, well, I said I've got these pair of. Uh, uh, training underwear, undergarment that I bought when I was at the Waikili outlet in Honolulu, and uh, they offer me enough comfort and support that I just put those on and get on the stepper now. Mm. The other day was a cold morning, and I put a beanie on as well, <laughs> so just to keep the heat in. Uh, what do you got? Any, you got any um, news to tell us? Let me start off with a couple of topics we have here. A lot of interest around these topics today. Um, would you like to kick off with the first one? Andrew Abdo has been appointed the new CEO NRL on a full-time basis. It's been widely lauded as a smart appointment. Anthony, he'll work in conjunction with Peter Volandis, who's the chairman of the ARL Commission. Uh, but look, Andrew Abdo, the great thing about Andrew is he's not an egotistical style of an operator. He has experience in at head office. I think the fact that he drove down to Canberra last night, jumped in the car, did the three-hour trip uh, down the Federal Highway to present Josh Morris the game ball after his 300th NRL appearance. I think that probably gives you a bit of an insight about the type of leader that Andrew intends to be. I think that's a great first act. He's clearly um, respectful of the players and the key role that they play in terms of the position of the game. So you'd be hard-pressed finding anyone at the moment, Anthony, who's got a bad word to say yeah. about Andrew. What's he driving yeah. now? Has he still got the Toyota Crown or is he updated? Uh, he might be in a Camaro like you. <laughs> Good choice. Do you boys like him? Yeah, I do like him, Gordon. Yeah, I've got to say, look, I I, I like him. I've known him for a couple of years now, and the thing that impresses me about him, look, he's a commercial bloke, so he's very good in terms of uh, bringing money into the NRL through corporate sponsorship, et cetera. Uh, But he's also somebody who isn't tearing hamstring to get in front of the cameras and doesn't want to be a celebrity. And, you know, he sees it as a job (laughs) rather than his opportunity to create this big platform to promote himself. Who are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, I I think he's a good appointment. The one thing, Andrew Abdo has got a a tremendous reputation for being a good worker, working hard. And uh, for many years was the guy that while – Things were you know, crumbling around. He, he was just out there getting the job done, mm, and right. I, so I think there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of good uh, that he can bring to the game. It's going to be an unusual dynamic with uh, Peter Volandis as the chairman, but they they've both got tremendous respect for each other. I think it's worth noting that when <coughs> Volandis went to America to meet with uh, the the big broadcasters about the future of the game back in, I think it was February, and Todd Greenberg was still the CEO. The Vlannies took Andrew Abdo with him over there for those meetings. So that's a sign of the regard he holds him in. Uh, the fact that I think they have a good relationship, they're different personalities, uh, but in many ways it's like the old – remember the old halves combination? One's a game manager and the other was mm. – Fast and electric and a good ball runner, yeah. and they're a little bit like that. Their styles are completely different, but complement each other. And I think that that's a good for the game. It'll be interesting to see, given Valenti's is such a unique character, what'll happen if at some point he steps down as chairman, and and what happens then, and whether Abdo has to 
step into the breach a little bit, but we'll wait and see what happens then. You talk about the great administrators, Kenny, and you've obviously uh, worked with many of them, but you've you probably got to go back as far as Ken Arthurson and John Quayle for that last pairing of a chairman yeah, and a CEO oh, well, yeah. that really controlled the game and you know, had the best interests of the game at heart at all times. Yeah, and look, I, I started reporting on the game when Quayle and Arthurson were running the game and very different personalities, uh, but understood the game uh, – at every level, uh, including the media and what what needed to happen within the media. I, I, Ken Arthurson was a, the chairman at the time. You'd ring Ken Arthurson up and you'd say, oh, mate, I'm just ringing up, I'm checking this story I've heard. Is it, is it right or is it not? And uh, he'd say, oh, mate, yeah, gee, how'd you find that out? Mate, we don't want that out yet, but yeah, it's true. Mm. Uh, whereas now I just deny it. Uh, but so he was always very honest. But if at times he'd say, mate, no, that's not right, uh, he'd say, but I'll tell you what you, tell you, what you can write. He'd always give you another story. We're, we're, we're going to do this. We're about to announce this or whatever. Or if he didn't have one that immediately came to hand, he'd hang up and then he'd go and walk around the offices and he'd talk to a few people, then ring you back. He'd say, I've got something for you. Mm-hmm. So they understood how to sell the game and they understood the, uh, the importance of relationships. I think there's been an arrogance at headquarters for too many years where, uh, yeah, don't tell me, fella, I know boats. You know yeah, that old ad? yeah, I do. And that that was <laughs> for too long. The NRL, they they knew everything, and and when they started to get exposed for their inability to run the game, rather than actually say, you know, we probably do need some help in here, they actually closed ranks. And so what happened was uh, within the office that people don't know about, people were put in their little silos. So this department didn't know what that department was doing. So therefore, they couldn't talk about what was happening in there. Nobody knew the full picture. And so what you were it was very hard to get the complete information about things because one section didn't know what the other section was doing and all that. And the only bloke that really knew it all was Todd Greenberg, who was managing the situation rather than actually doing the job. And and that's where eventually that was his undoing. Hey who, who, who do we have so I think it's a perfect structure now. So you've got to know who's who in a zoo and it's like all the clubs. Yep. Get on with Peter Valani, so he's got the clubs all pulling in one direction. There's no club seem to be bitching and you know sniggering behind people's back. You got Abdo that's commercial that knows that this is where we want to be. We're going to invest our money. We're not going to mm. spend our money, so the game's viable in five to ten or fifteen years. And there was talk about Gus running the football to make sure that we don't get the cart in front of the horse. Sometimes, who's who's that guy at the NRL now? Annesley. Graham Annesley's ahead of football right. at the yeah, moment, right. yeah. And that talk about Gus uh, went away, Gordy, when he obviously took the job with your great mate Nathan Brown mm. at the New Zealand Warriors. Boys, I wonder if we will look back. Obviously, we go back sort of to February, March when Peter Volandis put it out there, we are going to be back on the field. He gave us a date. He told us when. Dallas said we're going to do it. And we all admired his, uh, you know, his outlook his his confidence in getting it and his ability to get us back on the field while every other sport was still in limbo. I wonder if there's going to be a time in a year or two years' time where we look back and say, we can see where we've reaped the benefit of being the first back on the field through all that COVID time. 
I think you can see it already, Anthony. Like you've only got to look at some of the other rival codes in Australia, specifically the AFL or, or cricket. They're still mm. fighting all sorts of battles on all sorts of fronts. Some would argue, not sure if they're Arthur or Martha in terms of the touring parties in relation to cricket and who's going to be coming out and what players may or may not be available. Those types of issues, broadcast deals. Uh, so you've only got to look in the short term to see. What a brilliant job that Peter Vlandes did. It was can-do. Some people said it was gung-ho, but I don't think you'd be hard-pressed finding anybody in rugby league, be it a player, coach, administrator, who was critical of it now. I'll tell you another thing he's done, which nobody's really picked up on at the moment too, is AFL came back, okay? Uh, they had to rush to get back once they saw rugby league was come back. They couldn't get back the same time. They came back soon after. But let's remember, AFL borrowed $600 million to get through COVID which they're now paying back with interest. Mm. And the NRL said, no, we're not going to do that. Now, one part of that was they didn't have a, an asset to put up to do it as, as collateral. AFL, uh, AFL had Marvel that Stadium. Marvel Stadium. They put up Marvel Stadium as, what, what do they call it? Um, like collateral. Collateral, yeah. So the NRL, the NRL didn't have anything like that. But Valenti's found his way through it, and he's come out, and, and Abdo said this week, they're going to slash $80 million out of the, the NRL budget. The fact that they can slash $80 million out of headquarters and still function well. should really uh, worry us, yeah. right? Because can you imagine if for the past, what are we in now, year eight of the... Uh, broadcast deal. So we had, we're, in the, we're in the third year of the second five-year broadcast. So we had a five-year billion-dollar broadcast deal and we're in the third year of a $2 billion broadcast deal. Can you imagine if those eight years the game had been able to save itself $80 million, there's $640 million they would have had in the bank. Mm. Instead, they got to the end of that first broadcast deal. And I keep saying it, no one can give me an answer. I got to the end of that first billion-dollar broadcast deal, and when they got to the end of it, they had no assets, couldn't get a $30 million loan off the bank because they had no, no, nothing to, to put it up against. They had no money in the bank. The game was getting smaller, less people were playing. Where did they spend the billion dollars? I, I want to know. No one will tell me what. Did, what was that billion dollars spent? Was it all? Did it all go on limousines? Oh no, they went to a couple of jewelry shops, didn't they? And buy some rings. Well, uh, Gordon, that also gets me in trouble when when that comes up. <laughs> all right, the next topic on the uh, agenda here: hoops, and we're all also sad to see yesterday Kieran Foran another long term injury in that uh, game against the Titans. Yeah, real shame for Kieran. He's off contract and had made it public that he wasn't going to be at the Bulldogs anymore. Uh, the Bulldogs did offer him a deal. He offered to opted to knock that back uh, based on the fact that you know, he, he felt that he was probably worth a little bit more. Now, as a result of that, he picks up uh, this pec injury yesterday. It's a torn pec. They're talking about uh, a minimum three-month recovery. So uh, tough times for Kieran. But look, he's that much of a talented player. I know the Manly Seagulls and Kieran's rapport and regard for Des Hasler. Uh, the Seagulls had been keeping a really close eye on Kieran, and I think that Des did try and plan at some stage to, to have a crack at getting him back to Narrabeen, uh, whether that can still happen or, or not now, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out over the next couple of weeks. But I'm sure Kieran, from his perspective, he, he's always positive and upbeat, and I'm sure that he won't want that to be it for him in terms of his NRL career. It's a shame how his body's put together, isn't it? Because what a player and how well, tough I, I, On his body, is. Gordon, I reckon he's a victim of his own 
toughness oh, and, and durability. Like no player as a young playmaker uh, over the course of the last 10, 15 years has danced in the valley of death and been prepared to run mm, I I- like I- I- into the line the way that Kieran did when he first came in to that manly team. And they won premierships with the Stewart brothers and Anthony Watmo and you know that great side that Desi Hasler built and put together. Um, but Kieran during that period, like he was compared to Bob Fulton at a very young age and it wasn't overstating it because he was just that tough Anthony. Absolutely. Now, a big fan, but I like the, the uh, term you use there, dance in the valley of death. That's that, an old Warren Ryan line right. that Blocker Roach taught me. Okay, beautiful. We've got to be prepared to dance in the valley of death. We've got to be prepared to get a bit dirty. Bronson Cherry's B sample has came has come back positive. What happened to it? It come back positive. Okay, that's good. I'm glad we clarified that. Uh, it has. So he's basically, I think he's going to go and try and front the appeals committee this week and state his case. Uh, I don't know that anything else can really happen aside from him getting a four-year ban, Anthony, but, um, you know, he, he's got the right to go and front that tribunal. So we'll see what happens when he does. Which has come as a relief for Cronulla too. Yeah, well, because they, they've been paying him. part of you injecting yourself that you think that you're not going to get caught? Mm. <laughs> yeah, Gordon, know. that's look, that's a bigger story, and you've got to be a little bit careful about how you address that. Oh, well, okay, uh, sorry. At some stage, right, my dad always said, don't put anything in your body you can't spell. That's why I just stuck the 4X. Right? <laughs> There's 4X. But, like, at what stage, Paul? You know what I mean? Like, oh, Gordon, I'm with you. I, I, I get no, that, I but you've got to be – look, p- people have um, – Different upbringings and different uh, philosophies on things, and yeah, not not everyone had the benefit of, of your father's advice, mate. Mm. To be honest. All right, boys, thank you very much. That's a bit of news there. What's happening around the place with our very own James Hooper, Paul Kent, and Gordon Tallis and Maroon here? We're going to take a little bit of a break now, and we will come back with Maroon's pub quiz. Yes, sorry. Mm. It's the topic today. The topic today is because Paul Kent's 50th was on Friday. Oh, yes. We are doing events that happened in the life of Paul Kent. Oh, oh how good. Yeah. Events that I happened in the life of Paul Kent. I thought you were going right. to say famous birthday. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Thanks to Brydens as Triple M rocks the footy. <laughs> Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. The Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. And welcome back to it. We are doing it thanks to our friends of Bryden's lawyers. Dan will call that game for you today. Parramatta and the Warriors. And, uh, of course, last night we saw the Roosters beat the Raiders. The Tigers beat Manly and the Titans beat the Doggies. And that's all thanks to our friends at Tyre Power. And they do big deals too on tyres at Tyre Power. Get $150 cash back on selected BF Goodrich tyres. Just before we go to our Maroons Pub quiz, of course, it's Kenny's 50th birthday. Back in 1970, he was born, 1970. Just having a look at some of the facts and figures here. Uh, 1970, Mm. the most watched Australian show on TV was Skippy. Yes. Um, the most watched American show on Australian TV was uh, Batman. Oh, I wasn't Cheers. No, this is before Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I was, was going to say Dallas. <laughs> before Dallas. Cheers. Uh, About a, 15 years later. A chocolate paddle pop was 12 cents. Wow. wow. And at KFC, or as it was known then, Kentucky Fried Chicken, two drumsticks, two drumsticks, potato and mash, and a tossed salad. For just $1.99. Wow. There you go. Time for this. 
Welcome to Maroons Trivia Night. Well, I tell you what, Maccas, we love Maccas. Thanks to the Monopoly game at Maccas, Maccas is back at the Monopoly game. Full terms at mcdonalds.com.au. They've sent us in a lovely uh, lunch and brekkie today, some nuggies, some fillet of fish, a couple of Big Macs with a candle in it for uh, Paul Kent's 50th. And all questions today, boys. The life of Paul Kent, things that happened during Paul Kent's life. Not things that happened to him. Maybe they are things that made him angry, which has been known to happen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But these are all things that happened Gordon. around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. One nil. Because we're we're doing the Monopoly thing, we're going to play this before you answer. Okay, that's a oh, drum right. roll. Mm-hmm. Your name is your buzzer. Question number one. What team won the premiership the year Paul Kent Paul. was born? Yes. South. Yes, indeed. South won the premiership in 1970. John Sattler with a broken jaw. Question number two. When Paul Kent – oh, this oh. one. This is all, all ideal. When Paul Kent turned two, what restaurant chain opened their first outlet in Gordy. Sydney? Gordy. McDonald's. Yes! One all. Ah, oh, hoops. They didn't open up in Townsville until 1986. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just, Any... just after they got electricity. <laughs> <laughs> all Hello right. to all the uh, people up there in Townsville. They're listening. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. One all. You need to get this <laughs> on one, On your hoops. wireless. <laughs> don't, don't let me down again. Mate. All right. Mate, we got stereo up there, brother. On Paul Kent's seventh birthday... What dragon song was top ten on the Aussie charts? Gordy. Yes. Six months in a leaking boat. Well, that's actually that's actually <laughs> split ends. <laughs> but never mind. Uh, Wouldn't it be the same singer? Are you uh, old enough? No, it was um, April Sun in Cuba. Oh, April Sun, so yeah. you know what? We're all back to zero. Well, what am I back to zero? Because well, you answered. Did no one had? He, he but, said split ends. But you didn't have to answer. Oh, no, I, hey, I don't, I don't oops, care. come on, mate. I want. I need you to do, I do a bit better. I had the answer for that one there, no, but you I, wouldn't let me. Well, you I didn't say your name. A, I did. Nil all. We're going to be we'll little Christmas. The audio. We're going to be little Christmas the way we're going. Fifty first birthday. All right. Your name is your buzzer on this show. What do we? What was that? What did he say? <laughs> and he'd be half an inch taller. <laughs> Mate, always got to come with a short chunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. On this show, your name is your buzzer. What do we call the hour when Paul Kent's Hoops. gone? Yes. Happy hour. Yes, indeed, oh. Hoopy. That's right. You're one nil. for the drums or what? Mate, seriously. One nil. You're winning. You're winning, Hoops. Question number two. Um, what Prime Minister was dismissed when Paul Kent turned Paul. five? Yes, Paul. Off Whitlam. And it's... Now one all again. Now, come on. Stay on track here. Just after Paul Kent celebrated his third birthday, what Sydney landmark was officially opened? Yes, Paul. Opera House. Yeah. 2-1. He's going to win his own quiz. (laughs) Come on, Hoops. All right. Uh, Question number three. On the year of Paul Kent's 18th birthday, on the year of Paul Yes, Paul. Bicentennial. And that is wrong. I'll keep it going for you two. On the year of Paul Kent's 18th birthday, what team won the grand final? Paul. Hoops. Yes, Hoops. 1988. Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, I can't afford to. Oh, 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 drum roll. I waited for the drum roll. So now what well, is that? 2 0. I've forgotten the score. I'm two. I know that much. Eight, you're on yeah. two and you're on one, and Gordy, you're on none. Right, okay. You need to get this one. Hoops, come on. He's run out of questions. All right, here we go. <laughs> He's run out already, probably. Released on. Released when Paul Kent was 10. 
What movie starred Brooke Shields and Paul. Chris yes. Gordy? Paul. Oh, um, Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Hey. Oh, <laughs> yeah, your well, three seconds are up, soldier. Arm <laughs> right. um, was not the answer. Who was the guy in it? Christopher Atkins or Yeah, that's there. right. He used to pause it. That's he used to por- get it on the better corner. Oh, absolutely. Especially when he had the coconuts. Oh, what a movie right. that was. you got to get this one. We're running out of questions. You used to pause that movie. No, I didn't need it. I've always been a deviant. You would have been 14 at the time, so I had a fair chance. I used to. I rented it out from the video store in Cleveland Street, never took it back. All right. Here we go. You've got to get this one. You didn't have VH. Okay. <laughs> when Paul Kent was born, who was the Prime Minister? Yes, anyone? Billy McMahon. Oh, no. <laughs> He's got it wrong. i tell you what we might have to do. We might have to call this off and have part two next. Because I've still got questions, but we've been going for six minutes. Oh, so, it's your quiz. I'll tell you what I'll do. You're running the show. You were going, I was going to give who you a... Uh, Three dollars to spend in the vending machine. We'll jackpot it all next week. We didn't get a result. That's because you're all idiots. <laughs> you don't know anything about yourself. We'll come back and talk more matters pertinent to rugby league. I reckon about four right and three wrong. Sunday's Inbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. The Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back. We do it for Bryden's. Our game this afternoon, Parramatta and Warriors at 4 o'clock. Dan will call that one for you. And then Ben's going to call Benny Dobbin, the uh, Dragons and the Cowboys from... um, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Well, social media has gone absolutely burko. Uh, phones have gone crazy on one triple three five three. They've gone bunter. People saying, "How dare we start the quiz, the Paul Kent fiftieth quiz, and not finish it?" A um, couple of people here of Martha in Mount Collis says, "I'm never listening to Triple M again." Mm-hmm. Um, Gordon in Nara says, "It's a sham." Hashtag. I've been conned, all this sort of thing. Well, you didn't invest money into it, old mate. But look, mm. what, what did Ezzy's missus say? What did she she write in? Daphne. Or, uh, it's Daphne? Not Daphne. She's a little bit down today. Can we send Martha she? some nuggies or something, something. from send all, to those old ones people there on the McDonald's? Yeah, come on, Martha. And what's his yeah. name? Graham. Don't take it, Gordon. So, Gordon, Gordon. Don't take it so personally. <laughs> but Gordon, fair. It's been sham. We didn't take any money off you. Bite your own bum, Gordon. Here's a tiebreaker <laughs> question. All right, here's a tiebreaker question. See, no, mate, you bowed to him. I know. Right, you just told him to go jump in the lake. That's what Marine does. Now you've been. That's bad parenting, mate. I know, mate. Just stick to your guns. I'm a soft, weak little guy, right? (laughs) Oh, we know that. (laughs) Yeah, well, this shouldn't surprise you at all. Here is the tiebreaker question. Whoever gets this right, 50,000 Peruvian shekels and the last three nuggets. Here we go. In 1970, the year Paul Kent was born... What family who sang and lived in a bus? Paul. Yes. Partridge family? Yes! He's, we've got a result. <laughs> we've got a result. It's gone into extra time. Well, yeah, golden point. Well, though, he's the only one that watched that show. <laughs> have a great uh, birthday. Not quite, Anthony. Uh, Gordon? I watched it. Yeah, thank you. Have a great birthday, Paul. Yes, I've had um, a great birthday. 
Take the nuggets with you, mate. And um, three. Yeah, you can have all three. Uh, we're going to have the happy hour now that you're not here. And um, when we return, we'll talk more footy and we will talk about this game coming up between the Warriors and Parramatta as Triple M rocks the footy. Sunday's Indian is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.